What's going on, guys? Zane here with Everything Vive. I want to welcome you back for another episode. In today's episode, we have an interview with Richard and Tony from Toast VR, and they are the team that brought us Richie's Plank Experience. So we actually speak with Richie himself. Uh, it was an awesome conversation. I will just give a heads up that this was recorded uh, before the holidays. Ronnie and I actually batched a couple of interviews together before he went out of town. Uh, so there are some references references to the holidays, and so I just want to give a heads up on that. But we cover a lot of ground. We've been trying to, to schedule this for a while, but just with a time difference, uh, with Richard and Tony being in Australia, Brisbane, Australia, um, it was it was difficult and with the holidays and all that. But we finally got on the show. We're so excited about it because, uh, like we say in the episode, it really is one of the top experiences that we love showing off to people. And so, yeah, if you haven't tried the game yet, please do. Uh, and if you haven't already and have wanted to listen to some of the stories behind it, uh, well, this episode is here for you. So without further ado, let us jump right in. Richard, Tony, how's it going, guys? G'day, uh, really well. Thanks for having us on your show. Hi. Now we are so so excited about it. Zane here. I got Ronnie as well. Ronnie, how you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, excited to to have guests on the show as always. So <laughs> we were talking to to Richard and Tony before uh, before starting the podcast, and you know. Sounds like they're having a lot of fun over there. So yes, we are and, too. and by over there we mean Brisbane, Australia, or Brisbane, Australia. Did I say that correct, guys? Second one is good. Second yes. one, second one is Brisbane. good. So awesome, long, long distance podcasting. I love it. But how are you guys doing? Yeah, really. We we kind of started our Christmas holiday, so uh, we're loving it at the moment. Yeah. Oh, how, what is what is Christmas like in yep. in Australia? I've I've never been, unfortunately. Oh. Ronnie has, but <laughs> yeah. So our Christmas trees, and we still have the snow theme, even though it's hot, because Santa comes from the North Pole, where there is snow. So oh. we we still have that kind of the fake snow decorations to make him feel welcome. So Santa's basically oh, trying yeah. to get away from the North Pole when he comes to visit <laughs> you guys. That's yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> In board shorts and a surfboard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <that's> absolutely. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's jump right in. Uh, you guys came out with probably one of the coolest experiences on VR that I've played so far in the time that I have had the Vive, and I know Ronnie's had the Vive since since launch, and he just absolutely fell in love with the game as well once it came out, and that is oh, Richie's awesome. Plank Experience. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's you, Richard, or should we call you Richie? I guess. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's uh, it sort of is me, but not really. <laughs> now, Quite it, a funny story, actually. Uh, go go ahead, please. <laughs> you want to tell? Yeah, us? so it was the day before we released the game, and it was called the Plank Experience. And then we realised there was a few other experiences out there that had similar names. Mm. So we're like, oh, what are we going to do? We need to add something to it to make it stand out and more memorable. And Tony was just like, let's just put Richie in front of it. And we're like, yeah, right. I'm the only one that calls Richard Richie. And I was just like, Richie's like experience. And then we just did it. Yeah. Oh, and you then- know, it's it's got such a nice ring to it, though. I, I mean, like, it made it more personable. Like, I'm like, I don't know who Richie is, but I can definitely relate to the the fear of heights thing. Uh, I'm assuming yeah. I'm assuming that maybe uh, this was built upon the, the fear of heights that you or people around you have. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, we also love... It's watching people walk it. And yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's I can, half the fun. I can yeah. tell. I mean, Zane was, was totally right. So I hadn't actually heard of the game yet. 
and I mean, I've well, I've, I've played yeah, all kinds back. of stuff. Yeah, this is this is a, a while ago. back, a few months ago, um, when when I I was coming over here for something, and and Zane literally was like, "Oh, you have to check out this new game. Have you heard of of Richie's Plank Experience?" And, I and said, I, "No." I didn't, I didn't tell him anything about. It. I'm like, just get inside the headset and go. Yeah, and I and I I, I went, you know, up the different floors, and you know, start. I actually started with the plank and then went down, mm-hmm. and. Yeah. And the first, yeah, as soon as I started, I tried walking over there and my knees were starting to buckle <laughs> and I started laughing and just like, oh, this is so crazy. And then, and just from that point on, like after I finally took off the headset after, uh, after doing the plank, I did uh, the firefighting and then basically completely forgot about fighting fires and just <laughs> flew around the city for like a good 10 or 15 minutes. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then after that, you know, took off the headset and I was like, man, I like, I want, my wife came, she tried it, I made her try it immediately. And she, she and couldn't then, do it. And she, yeah. And she just, she tried crawling yeah. across the plank and then gave up and she just would not even like, she was just like laughing hysterically. Like, no, I can't yeah. do it. I it can't was, do it. She was, she, I remember she was trying to scoot across and she's just like, nope, nope, can't do it. Never like mind. tossing the Vive wow. controller to get the donut at the end, like instead of actually getting out there. And like, it was just, yeah, <laughs> it was really, yeah. So we, I mean, immediately went home and, and I bought the game and then, and then ever since then, whenever I'm showing off the Vive to people, that's one of, that's one of the first things that I show them. And honestly, still like for most people, it's the one that brings like the biggest smile to people's faces, yep. I think. It's cause it's great oh, in a group good. setting, people watching like, and so. Yeah. And it's, and it's nice and simple. Yeah. So it doesn't have a lot of the, yeah. you know, teleporting mechanics and stuff that, you know, people that are new to the Vive don't really understand right away. Yeah. And, but, but everybody gets the sense of, you know, especially, especially first timers, like, to be in, to, to have that sense of presence and be able to actually fly around the city and be up at that, at that great height, I think is, is, yeah. is so cool. And I'm actually surprised there are, I mean, there's, I mean, we can probably get into that a little bit more later, but uh, there's just mm-hmm. so many uh, cool, cool things that I think you guys did really well in your game that I hope to see in like future projects and in other games. Absolutely. And, well, well, yeah. We, we, yeah, we we came here to hear from you guys. I feel like we're just talking <laughs> about the game now. So maybe, maybe we can do a do like a floor by floor analysis. I'm just curious, uh, you know, what the thought process, what uh, the inspiration sure. was for behind the game in general, and then the you know because the different floors, I guess, all provide um, you know something unique that to the experience. But yeah, I don't know if you guys want to go ahead and, and you know give us some insight. Sure. Okay. I'll I'll tell the quick two minute story. Um, we were. We got married earlier in the year. Oh, congratulations. And part of our, thanks. Thank you. And part of our honeymoon was in Tokyo, Japan. So romantic. Ro- the, yeah, romantic <laughs> romantic Tokyo. <laughs> and, then, and then so there was, it was lots of food, lots of robots, and we just kind of discovered virtual reality and we saw that there was a virtual reality arcade there. And it was put on by Namco and Bandai. They were experimenting with VR game development and they had about 12 different VR games there to try and one of them was this plank walking experience with a real world plank and it was pretty much the only one there that everyone was waiting to try. Wow. And and it was a complete hit and everyone was screaming. We loved it. Tony got... freaked out. Tony freaked out. (laughs) And we got home and we had... We ordered a Vive because we loved it so much and 
we were like telling friends about this plank walking experience and I used to, I'm a, like a hobby developer. <laughs> I've been doing that for about 10 years as a hobby. So I knew how to use Unity and I whipped together a scene and just to show people and see what it would be like and everyone loved it and then made it look a bit better, put a video on Reddit and people said, oh, we need, that needs to be a proper game. But then I was like, well, there needs to be more to it. So we made it look a lot better and I invented, well, I, I don't know, it was, I don't think it's been done before, but we created a way for people to use the Vive controllers, which was so accurate, to map out a real-world object into the virtual reality world. So it's, it's now, I don't know what term you'd use for it, but there's now you can buy a plank of wood from the hardware store, any size, any shape, place oh, it anywhere okay. in your play area and use your controllers to down to the millimeter or the sub-inch, I don't know what you guys would call it, mm-hmm. um, the, the proper size, length, width, and height even, and even angle. So, you, And that's now in the virtual reality world. And I think that was something unique that we needed to add. And then it was like, oh, we need to do more because a lot of this, the reviews on Steam, people say about some experiences that they're too short, so we thought, oh, what can we do? We, we really just wanted to fly around the city. Yeah. <laughs> we also wanted, to, also wanted to fly around the city, and um, I thought it wouldn't be hard to add on the, the skywriting. So then there's the, the zen-like experience where you fly around drawing, mm-hmm. um, and, and people do giant penises and <laughs> love love hearts and that's usually the sign yeah. that your that your game is all over the city yeah yeah that's usually the sign that your game is reaching a certain status when 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 all yeah. of that's going on <laughs> absolutely um, when, when people have enough time to be putting up stuff like that you know you've succeeded yeah <laughs> um and yeah so we thought that will help add extra value to the owners of it but really the, the for us the value is the repeat use for every visit when you get visitors over and you want to yeah, scare I, them and I, I was yeah. I was just gonna gonna mention that because I mean I know for so for people in the US it goes for seven ninety nine US dollars I'm not sure internationally but uh, you know it was it was something that I jumped on right away after seeing a, a demo video online and uh, like I was saying like there's so many other games out there that I, I don't want to get into price and replay value and things like that but uh, for other games, but for Richie's Plank experience, you know, like Ronnie was saying, this is like the number one or number two thing that I show to people uh, right away. Like I, either I put them in the tutorial first and then have them try uh, Richie's Plank experience, or I just go straight for Richie's Plank experience. And it's it's so much fun because I think there's something there's something to it that makes VR very real. I think especially for newcomers and, and first time users, they try out VR and they don't know exactly what they're going to get, but they put the headset on and all of a sudden they realize that. They know they're in my living room, but they can't take that step forward out of yeah. the elevator, you know. And there's just something that that and, is and very it, sobering, uh, yeah. you know, for, and, for people. Go ahead, and just Ronnie. to add to that, I mean, I think it's really like it's not something that you think about too much, probably, especially players that are just you know being overwhelmed by the the experience of being at the top of the building. 
uh, you know, as a first time VR user themselves, but even like, even how you guys did the elevator and being able to actually just physically walk over to the elevator and turn around and press the button and everything. Like I like, I like that that's also added in there as well, because like a lot of the rest of the game is you using the controllers to, you know, fly around and all that kind of thing. But to be able to actually do the walking into the elevator at the beginning, I thought that was a really nice touch because it shows people that you can actually, you know, walk around in the room scale. Yeah, it takes full. I was going to say it takes full advantage of room scale. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Mm. absolutely. So look at the beds. Yep, yep. (laughs) Everything. Those are really nice. I mean, I can't. I I, I'm I'm too uh, too embarrassed to admit how much time I've spent chasing that helicopter, but I don't think I'm ever going to catch it (laughs) when I'm flying around. Um, well, in the recent update, the one with the Santa Claus mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. simulator, mm-hmm. I've, I've turned up the speed of the rocket controllers. Oh, um, oh okay. Well, we'll so you can fly a lot faster now. We'll ha- okay, we'll have to give that give that a try. As soon as I saw the Santa update, we we were going through. We that. were throwing <laughs> presents into <laughs> chimneys, and it's a nice touch. I really like it. <laughs> yeah, good. Thanks. <laughs> um, so, you, Richard, you were saying that you were a, a hobby developer. Uh, I'm just curious, mm. have you developed uh, non-VR titles? And I guess what uh, what are some of the challenges maybe that you faced in developing for VR? And what was that experience like yeah. in translating it over? So I'd, I'd never published or finished even a game before. It was I just competed in uh, some 48-hour uh, game development competitions like Ludum Dare, just maybe mm-hmm. a few times over the last 10 years and just to learn and to enjoy it. And I never realistically thought I could make a, we could make a business out of it mm-hmm. because, you know, you see mobile phone game developers and they spend 12 months slaving away and then they publish it and they get a dozen downloads and it's a free game. And I'm like, oh man, that's just so risky. I don't think I would take that risk. But when virtual reality came out, um, I saw it, you know, this is, it's a new era. It's a good opportunity at the moment. And I feel like I was at the point where I could make something of quality mm-hmm. if I just quit what I'm doing and spend full time on it. And yeah, you asked about the challenges. Um, some of them were like the user interface. So you can't just force people to look where you want them to look and it, it was actually harder than I thought it would be to do a decent user interface that works. Um, But it's also the scale in a regular game. It doesn't really matter what scale you're using too much, but in virtual reality, if, if something's too big or too small, it looks wrong, Mm -hmm. like way wrong. And what other challenges? Um, I don't know. Yeah. uh, I think, it was that easy, Using huh? Unity or, <laughs> yeah, using Unity or Unreal, like, it does most of the work for you. Um, and I think the hard part for us is we're not artists, so making it look amazing is probably what has taken up most of the time. And also math- the mathematics behind setting up that real-world plank, um, that yeah, was yeah. probably the hardest. How did- I, mean, I go through my source code now. And I'm not even sure how it works. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you said yeah. So you said, I mean, as far as you know, you know, you're the only one that's really came up with that so far. Like, I mean, how, what what kind of challenge? How challenging was it to 
find a way to implement that? Because it sounds like that was a big part of mm. what made your experience in Tokyo so uh, memorable. Yeah. Yeah. So it started off, you know, just being able to control the length of the plank and then the width, which was super easy. I mean, any developer would be able to do that quite like just in an hour kind of thing. And, but then I was like, oh, yeah, but some people want to place it in different position. And so I started doing that and I realized, man, this is harder than I thought because it's actually not the plank that is moving, it's the play space. Yeah. And then rotating that in the correct way, depending on the rotation of the real world plank. That, that that's what probably did my head in the most. And then we had a lighthouse out. <laughs> oh, so oh, no. when we started developing, one of our lighthouses blew. So oh, gosh. We, were, we developed most of it with one lighthouse. Wow, okay. <laughs> I was actually was, just reading about that, how, how functional the Vive is or still is with oh, only one, one lighthouse. Amazing. That's actually incredible I, that, that you I were able to do it. I couldn't believe it. Like you yeah, developed most of the game. Wow, that's impressive. Such a credit to the Vive and how they've done it. It's just really good tech technology. Yeah. Very cool. But yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to, to interrupt. Go ahead. No, that's all right. Um, and then we spent a lot of time making it as scary as possible. And I was a bit inspired by the developers of the blue. I think they said in a podcast that they really focused on trying to show scale. So they would have lots of things up close that are small mm-hmm. and not lots of objects that are small and then not, um, couple of objects that are gigantic mm-hmm. and experiencing that in the blue and the fact that they spent time focusing on that, I think really helped make it an amazing experience. So when I, when doing the plank, I was thinking, well, if that works on there, let's try to do things that are really far away and also really close. Mm-hmm. So, when you're at the top of the plank, obviously the first thing you see in front of you is the plank, but then the furthest thing away is the road and the cars beneath. Yeah. But I I felt like that wasn't enough because your depth perception works better when there's multiple things in between. So we'd add some clouds in between, birds in between, (laughs) air conditioning vents in between to really show Wow, you really are far away. Yeah. Um, what out of out um, of all those yeah. things? What what do you think? Like, I, I bet during the development process, there was probably a time where you added something and it just made a huge difference. I'm just kind of curious. Like, what was mm. it that? Was there any time like that where you were just like, ah, like we got, we found something here? Yeah, uh, probably making the nearby buildings closer by. Okay, and also making the trees more realistic. Okay. Um, but yeah, repositioning it. So you're kind of like in the middle of a square, or like a city square and yeah, yeah. there's buildings in every direction. I think that helped quite a lot. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, um, did the, you guys, the, the, uh, sorry, just out got, of curiosity, did you model the city after, after any particular city or was it, you just kind of created something from scratch? Uh, we had just started from scratch, but I guess the the modernness of the city would be like maybe where we're from in in Australia. There's Isn't, okay. Maybe one or two old buildings, and most of the buildings are quite new. Um, but no, we didn't model it from anything. There is kangaroos in the mountains now, so I guess <laughs> you could say it, it'd have to be a 
it, typical okay. large Australian city. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. Well, because actually, I, very oddly enough, like there's a, I would say a good percentage of people, over 50% of the people who jump into the game after they've had a chance to start flying around on the on the fire deck and seeing the city... I, that's like their, that's one of their questions. It's usually like, "Oh, what city is this? It looks like so familiar." And so I was like, "You know what? Uh, I've I, like I've never had an answer. I'm just like I would assume somewhere in Australia." And people are always like, "Is this Chicago?" And I'm like, "I doubt it." But I was like, "Oh, if we're, if we're gonna have Richie on the phone. Might as well ask him where where they're at." Yeah. Sorry, there's no real no real city, but that would be fun though to to do that one day. Yeah. So, so after the, so, so you started off and, and I don't know if, if you know any of the details on, I mean, what was the, uh, going back to your experience in Tokyo before you had gotten the Vive, how did that, I mean, were there a lot of, of interesting ideas that you saw there that like looking back, like some of those ideas might be something, uh, you know, that, that might apply to the Vive and like home virtual reality systems or. Yeah. So they are you talking about other games that were there yeah just in general in the tech like yeah. i mean i'm not familiar with what or with any of the stuff really that they would have showed at a at sure. a show like that so i, I was just kind of curious when you were talking about it it just made me think you know of of what like i honestly i haven't really seen many japanese developed games in vr because they're not i mean i no. haven't seen many in in the in the steam marketplace or i doubt they're in in the oculus store so i mean everything that we've that i've experienced in vr has all been by by mostly us and, and european developers yeah yeah you're right i think they have potential to i mean i'd love to see them come up with a big mech game where you can ride around in a mech i'm sure yep. japan could nail that <laughs> and they, they did have one there it it was a bit short, like I was disappointed that it finished so quickly. Mm. Um, and it was it was fun though, and I think they can do better. And I think that's why it's good that they did it because they can experiment and see what people really enjoy. Mm -hmm. um, they had a skiing one, a downhill skiing, which was quite a lot of fun. Like you know, at the arcades, regular arcades, where they have a skiing simulator, and there's actual real skis that you can put your feet into and yeah, yeah. ski poles. So they had that hooked up to the VR and that, that worked quite well, except when you went over jumps and landed, mm. it just felt way out. It would have been better just not to do mm. the jumps really. Um, but when I went off a mountainside, off a cliff, I was like, I don't, I don't know if I screamed in my head, but I don't know if I screamed out loud. <laughs> and they, they had this uh, really powerful fan blowing as well. And so that, that really helps sell the yeah, experience. Along uh, those same lines, I mean, what do you think of, of, I guess, the future of virtual reality in kind of public places like arcades and, and different I mean, I've... I, I haven't actually experienced any of those types of places for myself, but you hear of, of places that almost do this kind of 4D, I don't know, like more immerse, immersive version of VR where they're implementing stuff like fans and real world environments and, and you know, kind of stuff yeah. on, a, on an even higher level than, than just having a plank, you know, designing whole rooms around a virtual reality experience and then add. I mean, do you... As, as someone that, you know, has kind of seen the development side of VR and have had some success in that area, I mean, do you think that, do you think that the industry is going to, 
to, do you think there's going to be growth in those areas or do you think because it's already in the homes that, that most people are just going to be focused on doing that? Yeah. Awesome question. And it has, is something that we've thought about. I think they are going to be so, so important for at least the next maybe six years or five to 10 years, because at the moment it's still too unaffordable Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And so that's one issue, and arcades are a great way to solve that problem. Like back in the 90s and, arc- and 80s, there would have been ways to get your own video game, ar- video games, but arcades was the only affordable way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so similarly, that's going to be very important. But I think perhaps more importantly is it's, it's the, the arcades will help solve the misconceptions about what VR is. And you've probably heard people say, oh, virtual reality, I, I tried that at an event and I didn't think it was that good really. And I'm like, what was, what was it that you tried? And <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, well, it was this um, like gear VR thing and it was a 360 video. And I'm like, <laughs> yep. oh my God. And they had this big sign that said VR here. And I'm like, That's not <laughs> so anyway, so I think <laughs> no, I, it's really yeah, frustrating it's, when you hear that. that well, no, we ran into thinks. those same and also even same mobile people. phone VR. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. It's like, it's not the same. And Not at all. No. <laughs> so it's. I think they're going to be brilliant for people to try it. And um, in one of the things we're most proud of is next early, early year. There's a science center in Denmark, which is more like an art. It's like a theme park science center. Oh, it's wow, called okay. the Universe Science Park, hmm. and it's it's like a huge theme park based around science. And they're building a new VR. Building, wow! And they want to teach all the visitors about how virtual reality works, how the lighthouses works, huh. how why you can see 3D, so all the kids can learn about this. So in the future, they might be interested in taking that a career path in that kind of science. And uh, I think that is brilliant as well. Um, they have they're going to be setting up project cars, like a whole like eight. An eight-seat project cars. Wow! Um, they're going to be setting up. They've set up a plank. And they've set up two, <laughs> two, two of Richie's planks. Oh, wow! With that's fans. so cool. Congratulations! Um, so they're building that's the kind of stuff we like to get involved with. Yeah. So they're building like full sets, and that sounds uh, amazing. Also tilt brush, and I think that is just brilliant. Yeah. How yeah. did how did they? Uh, I mean, if if you don't mind sharing, I mean, when, how did you first hear about about what they were doing, and and how did they how did they reach out to you? How did they find out about you guys? Yeah, sure. They they saw the game on Reddit, and then before even we published it, they contacted us. Like they saw that initial video that we made, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Can we collaborate?" And um, we're like, "Yeah, sure. We haven't finished yet, but." When, when it's done, we'll try it out. And if you like it, yeah, let's do something. Let's work together on something. And um, so, yeah, that's happening. They're, they're going to finish construction of their new building early next year. Wow. Well, like I said, congratulations again. And that's, I mean, that's amazing. That sounds just just the idea behind not only having a museum exhibit about virtual reality generally, but also to break it down in technical terms and be able to actually show people more tangibly all of the mm. various technologies that go into it. Because I mean, I think, I think still, I mean, for 
I mean, it's kind of mind-boggling to think of how many technologies had to get to a certain point to work together in order to make virtual reality experiences mm -hmm. like we have today possible. Absolutely, so yeah. That's that's really cool. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, and yeah. The, and then also to have uh, you know your game that or the app that you guys created there as part of it. I, I think again, it goes it goes to show what type of experience Richie's Plank experience is, um, and you know just just the kind of impact that it has on on VR users and and especially for first time. I know I mentioned it earlier, and I don't want to keep on harping on that, but I just feel like there's something about that uh, type of experience that one makes it very real for people trying VR for the first time, and two is also very memorable. And so uh, yeah, congratulations to you guys for getting that in there. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Uh, it sounds like you guys hadn't set up a real plank before. Yeah. Strongly, uh, strongly suggest it. No, yeah. no, we, we hadn't. I mean, this is just people kind of walking across the, the living room floor. And so, but wow. the plank is such a fantastic idea. I, no. I don't know why we hadn't even yeah. thought about no, that. No, to, to be completely it's honest. It's 10 times scarier with a real world plank. No, yeah. I can only imagine. That's what like, I mean, yeah, when you, when you guys mentioned that, I... I, yeah, I don't know how. Like, I didn't know that was possible, actually. So okay, that's what, I'm, I'm going yeah. on Amazon right now, seeing what they have under planks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just just go to your hardware store. Just um, just a tip when you set it up, put like a a, a book on the start under the start of it. Okay. And on in the middle and the end, put some sponges. Oh, so it's, when it's you make walk it a out, shaky. yeah. Yeah, uh, that's a bit of wobble, and it's oh. firm at the start, so it feels quite realistic. We have a blog on our website that um, has tips on how to make a good plank. Okay, we will definitely up. we will yeah, definitely make sure we share that. You on, just on you the just gave notes. us like a whole new life to your game because, <laughs> uh, like I said, like a, not a, not exaggerating. I mean, I've I've we've I've booted up Richie's plank experience probably I don't know God knows how many times, and I never thought <laughs> about like this adds something completely new. So yeah. Thank you right, for we, that. Okay, We've we'll, had um, people tell us that they use like an ironing board. Oh, that, <laughs> that would work kind pretty of well too. <laughs> yeah, there's a um, guy on YouTube. I don't know what the title of the YouTube um, video is, but he uses the um, the arm on his couch as a plane. <laughs> that's so scary <laughs> and, and semi-dangerous. Like at the end of his couch. Quite that's, funny. That's really <laughs> funny. I'm just picturing all of the crazy things that you could do to someone, especially if they didn't really know what they were getting themselves into before they started the game. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. That, okay, well, no, we're, we're definitely going to invite people over again and see. See, that, see that actually do. adds a whole new meaning to all of all of the warnings at the beginning of the of the experience oh. in, the, in, the, in the elevator <laughs> to me now. Yes. <laughs> but that's yeah. awesome. Uh, you know, actually, so we've mostly been talking about the plank, but I, I will say that one of the, the coolest things that, that I liked about the game when I first played it was the flying around the city. So um, I, I don't know if you want to, if you're able to talk a little bit about that just in terms of, I mean, you guys did a good job of, of I think, you know, letting people be able to kind of, you know, boost themselves around while also not getting, yeah. you know, super motion sickness and stuff. Mm. Um, I don't know if, you know, what went into making all of that possible, but. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, you know, about blocking peripheral vision a little bit to help make it feel like you're not going so fast. So yeah, yeah. some games will, will blur it or black it out a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I was like, what if I just add 
plumes and plumes of smoke coming out of your rocket. So if you put them out in front like Superman, that will actually help block your peripheral oh, vision. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that works. So yeah. that's one thing. Okay. Um, the other one is that uh, we never, the rockets never rotate you for you. You to turn around, you actually have to turn around yourself. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Whereas some games will allow, will turn you for you, which is one. Of the, I think that's horrible. Like when I tried that, it just didn't work at all. I'm sure that um, that really hits the motion sickness button right there. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And also the tilting, and I think it's called pitch or roll. Mm-hmm. There's no pitch or roll. It's purely the rockets just control your position. Okay. And anything else is you you changing it, you having to turn or look up or look down kind of thing. And it just feel I, I think it felt natural for people. It sounds like it would be really weird, but... I just think it was nice and just the simplest possible way to do it, and it turned out to be quite a natural feeling for people. Yeah. No, I mean, I've literally had people that don't play games at all, like, you know, people that are kind of, you know, you know, older people that aren't used to using controllers and that kind of thing, and they've been perfectly fine getting around with the Rockets. So that's actually, yeah. and and they don't really have a whole lot of experience m- moving anything around on a screen or anything like that. Yeah. So I think that I think that goes to show. I, I mean, it seems like it's pretty intuitive, then. No, it, it is very yeah. well designed. I, I had I had a lot of fun with it, and it just there's, yeah, like you said, I think that's the the good word for it. Intuitive. The the controls are very intuitive. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the um, Oh, go ahead. You you go. Oh, oh okay. I, um, yeah. The. The hard part was landing on buildings mm. and turning off the collider and the physics on and off sometimes, depending on what you're doing. Mm. That was probably one of the trickier things to do so that you can walk around and, and so you can't well, – um, it's hard to explain, but being able to fall off buildings. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep was something that we had to really work at and also land on them. No, because um, that's actually, I mean, yeah. one of the things that kind of, I mean, and maybe you've thought about this, maybe you haven't, I'm not sure, but um, one of the things that I noticed about people playing it for the first time is how nervous and scared they are about walking walking on the plank. And yep. and if, you know, if, if you have to fall, if you by accidentally fall or something like that, just how, how freaked out people get from that versus yeah. <laughs> versus when they have the rockets and they're flying around the city mm-hmm. at even higher heights, yet mm-hmm. they're not they're not afraid anymore and they yeah. feel empowered by it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of a strange thing because all of a sudden you see one person go from one extreme that they can barely move to the next minute they're flying around. And that's even in an environment like ours where I didn't even use a real plank. So I'm mm-hmm. not even, I'm not even, you know, adding that, that, that extra mm-hmm. sense of danger by making them feel like they're on an object. I just noticed that. I think when it's because I, they have the controllers and they're in control. Mm. I think, I think it's once you put the controllers to fly and you know, yeah. if you, there's um, definitely pull a different, the trigger, a different mindset, you're, you're in control. Yeah, and people get that right away, and as soon as they feel like they're, that's a yeah, it's very interesting actually. Mm. Very cool. Well, Richard, Tony, I want to be uh, respectful of your time. We just have a couple more questions for you guys, if that's all right. 
Of course. Sure. So, uh, well, the first one, I knew you guys came out with the spider update, which was fantastic. <laughs> I have a friend who... Uh, <laughs> Who just absolutely is terrified of spiders, and we uh, we were very evil and surprised her with it. And I, I just I wish we had gotten everything <laughs> recorded. We only got little bits of it here and there, but that I thought was a fantastic addition. Obviously, you guys had the uh, the Santa update as well, or the Christmas update. Yep. Uh, I'm just curious, looking forward, uh, you know, is there what can we expect out of um, you know for Richie's Plank experience, or are there other titles that you guys are, are working on? I guess I'm just curious what the future looks like for for you both. Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, so we're both still looking at all the feedback that comes back. Um, you might have noticed that it's progressively, the city is progressively looking better as well and looking bigger. But mm-hmm. it might be gradual enough where you don't even notice. But that's definitely something we're actively working on. And it, we, we are doing a lot to, to make that look even better. Um, in the future as well. So that's, that's one thing we're working on. Um, and we will also be working on a new game. Um, flying game. A flying game to nice. utilize those rockets. I'm so excited for that. <laughs> yeah. I'm imagining. So we're just um, getting a lot of feedback from people at the moment and, like, testing a few things out kind of because um, – there's so many options yeah. of what wow. we can do. We kind of have to start making decisions. And <laughs> so, I have a question for you guys about that. Sure, sure. Would you would you want to see a game that's more story based? Say, like, um, like you know how like Half Life works. It's a really good story with sure. action in between the plot. Mm-hmm. Or would you want to see more of a game that's pick up and play? with a focus purely on fun. Hmm. So I'm going to, I, I feel like I'm going to speak not necessarily for myself. Yeah, you, is, you go first and then I'll. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I just feel like the one big criticism that you see out there for the vibe right now is the lack of full length titles or more in-depth titles. And so I think anybody working on those uh, or trying to come up with those types of experience should definitely be supported because we could definitely use them. But um, mm-hmm. that's not to say that, you know, we shouldn't be also focusing on pick up and play types of games because there's so many out there that are fantastic. They're unique, and uh, you know they provide a lot of replay value. That and and VR is just so young right now that mm. you can you know you can show off those experiences so many times to all the different people in your network who want to check out what VR is. So I, I think there's room for both. I hope that's not a, a cop out of an answer. I, I guess for for me personally, it's really just more subjective, and it would depend on what you know what the exact experience is. But I, I honestly mm-hmm. have fun with both. Like I played the the gallery that came with it, and I play yeah, and and, and yeah. then Richie's blank experience is right up there with it too. Is like you know some of the top games that that are coming up on Steam for me. I so mm. for my answer, man, I'm kind I I'm also divided on it because. I normally with with most types of games I tend to appreciate story driven games more. So like on traditional games. So yep. so if I was just playing something on my PC or or on like a console, I tend to be the kind of person I don't really get into a ton of stuff like multiplayer, like online shooters and that sort of thing. I mean I, I like great, you know, gameplay experiences, but I tend to like <laughs> games that are that are mostly story based, but yeah, okay. that said, in I feel like right now, especially 
a lot of the strengths of VR seem to be leaning towards more of the fun experiences. Mm. And I don't know if that's because we've only seen... So part of my fear is that with more narrative story-based games, I think production value and kind of the big spectacle plays a larger part in your in in what you get out of the game. So like like an, an Uncharted, for example, um, that certainly has decent gameplay and everything, but I think a lot of what you like about it is you know the storyline and these big set piece moments. And and Half Life is kind of the same way. Half Life mm. feels good. And, you know, you have, like, especially Half-Life 2, you had all the physics stuff and everything. Kind of, you had a lot of great gameplay elements there. But always the, the kind of the story elements were kind of these, like, set-piece moments. And I think having higher production value helps with that. And mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that you see in VR are kind of smaller experiences that are made by smaller teams. And I feel like like a lot of the art and time spent to make things pretty and all that. Well, it's, I just think it, it, it makes those kind of things a little bit more difficult. So I feel like if someone came out and really put the time into making like a more story driven game, great with all of those bells and whistles with, you know, uh, like great animations on characters and um, all that kind of stuff then, but like, but if, but if you're lacking some of those types of, those types of polishes that I almost feel like I'd rather focus on the gameplay elements to make that stuff more fun. I don't know if that's, mm. I don't know if that's yeah. like a, if that, if that's a completely coherent answer or not, but <laughs> no, it, 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 it makes sense and okay. uh, it helps. Yeah. But, but that's, that's kind of where I'm, and it all depends on the type of story you're telling, I guess. And what, I mean, it, 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 I mean, certainly it sounds like you guys have, you pay a lot of attention to detail. So clearly I think, I mean, I, I guess my more realistic answer is I think whatever, whatever you guys feel like would be the best experience of what you're creating is what I would prefer you guys to make. If you think that, that you have something to add in the story, in a story driven VR game that hasn't been told yet, then I would, I would like to see that because I, I think, I think you would know best. So. Yeah, yeah, but if we if we think we're rubbish storytellers, then it probably would be good for us to do a story based game. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, just to be completely honest, I mean, whatever you think is the best is the best thing that you can contribute. I think is what. That's a good answer. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely play to your strengths, and that's not to call out any specific weaknesses. I'm just. I'm just saying like what Ronnie or, you know, I guess what you were saying earlier, like if you don't feel confident in the storytelling, like you guys came out with a fantastic experience for the the plank experience. And if there's other unique ideas that you have, uh, you know, that would tend to be more, you know, plug and play or pick up and play type of experiences, you know, definitely go for that Mm -hmm. because I think we all have a lot of confidence in in what type of um, entertainment and experience that can bring for us. Mm. Cool. Good answer. <laughs> awesome. Well, we got one more question for you guys, and this is more so just, uh, I guess. We uh, don't actually get an- asked a lot of questions on these podcasts, so <laughs> you, that was actually kind of you, you got kind the of put us on the spot. Ronnie's head right there. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, this is just a, a, a way. You know, if you guys want to provide a way for people to connect with you, I know you guys are active on the forums and online and on Reddit. Uh, but you know, I guess it, this is just mainly. I just call it like the shameless plug question as our as our last one usually and um you know how can people get connected with you you know things like that so well funny you just mentioned that because um we just got banned permanently from reddit vive what oh no reddit (laughs) 
Yeah. So you won't see us on there. But we um, we have Facebook. <laughs> We've got other subreddits. Um, our website is toast.gg. Um, but, yeah, if, if you can contact us through, like, Twitter, ToastVR, Facebook, email. Yeah. Um, I made a big mistake. I, <laughs> I abused the rules on Reddit and... I had a personal Reddit account and we share a business oh. Reddit account and I upvoted our own post. Oh, uh, okay. And, well. <laughs> and I, mean, I, I linked to the Reddit post from our Steam Santa update and I think that was a big no-no that um, I didn't realize as well. So I'm hoping that if we be good, we'll let back on one day. Gotcha. It okay. Well, a bit harsh to <laughs> yeah, that, that we'll, seems like a pretty honest mistake, especially like for someone new to Reddit or new to like, I mean, yeah. Like, oh, well, ho- hopefully uh, they're in a forgiving mood in the holiday yeah, season. Right. I think we just, yeah, we'll, we'll do, we'll be good and make sure we're honest about what we did wrong. Yeah. yeah we're yeah. not too worried at the moment. We're yeah. kind of, we're in a, um, like a festive holiday mode. Well, this is the best time to be in that mode. So what um, what was your last question? Oh, no, I mean, that that was the last question. I guess the best way for people to get in touch with you, like how do you guys prefer to get feedback and things like that? Because it's just Bridget and I, so you can... Uh, anyone can really just email uh, Tony at toast.com.au or, yep. and, um, Tony with an I. Tony with an I, T-O-N-I. Yep. Um, or, yeah, Facebook is... Uh, Richie's Plank Experience or Toast VR. Our Twitter is Toast VR. Yep. And that's it. Easy. Perfect. Well, we'll we'll go ahead and make sure to link to uh, to your website and other links as well as the game on Steam. And for everyone listening, I mean, Ronnie and I, we talked about this on a, on a Game Talk episode a while back, and we were totally blown away. And yeah, you guys have no reason. Just get it, especially for all the new Vive owners out there, all, all of you guys listening. Uh, if you haven't come across this one, it was very unassuming for both Ronnie and myself. We kind of didn't even like notice when it came out, and once we had it, it was just like yeah. I, I gotta, think everybody that experience. Every, everyone that owns a Vive should also own Richie's Plank Experience. Uh-huh. So thank we, you. No, thank you uh, guys that's so really much. Nice. Very humbling. Thank you. <laughs> we we really do appreciate the time, guys. Thank you so much, and uh, best of luck out in Australia. And please do keep us updated with the new projects that are coming out. We sure will. Awesome. Keep All up right. the good show. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. We'll do our best. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.